Hello, my name's Christiana, and welcome to the Oceanside Community Church Podcast. We're a church in Parksville on Vancouver Island with a vision to be fully devoted children of God, fully mature in Jesus Christ, and fully alive with the Holy Spirit. We welcome you to join us weekly on this journey. For more information about our church, visit our website at oceansidecommunitychurch.ca or download our mobile app. We pray that you'll be blessed and equipped by today's teaching. Praise God that we can gather together and celebrate the risen Jesus. Today we're reading from the Gospel of John. We have Bibles at the back. They're, they're there for you to use. You can grab one now if you'd like. And please feel free to take one and keep it if you'd like to. Today we're reading about events that happened about 2,000 years ago. Events that happened at the empty tomb, the garden tomb, where Jesus' body had been placed after he was crucified. We're going to read John chapter 20, verses 1 to 18. Please stand together for the reading of God's word. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize it was Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. 
Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Let's pray together. Dear Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for its truth. Thank you for its power. We ask that the Holy Spirit would come and illuminate our hearts and illuminate our minds. Give us ears to hear. In the name of Jesus, amen. You may be seated. So I've decided to call this message, The Real Jesus, The Real Jesus. And I think sometimes, perhaps often, there's a difference between our perception and God's revelation. So on one hand, we have our perception of God, how we view God, perhaps even how we think that he should act. And on the other hand, we have God's revelation embodied in the person of Jesus Christ. We have the reality of Jesus and our perceptions of Jesus. And they're not always one and the same. The perception, in many cases, does not match the reality. And I think perception and reality are different in many areas, and I'm speaking from personal experience because you might know or you might not know that besides being a pastor, I'm also a gym teacher. I'm not sure how, if that's the usual combo, pastor-gym teacher, but that's what God's called me to do right now. And I have to say that the perception of the gym teacher doesn't always match the reality of the gym teacher. And I've already shared the story where I helped a student with math, and he was so excited that I had helped him. He exclaimed, you should be a teacher. <laughs> and I said, well, well, I am a teacher. He said, no, 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 no. Not a gym teacher, a real teacher. <laughs> yeah. And then there was another time I was asked to teach a gym class and it was a group of younger students, and they'd never had me as their gym teacher. And I heard they were so excited, like they were pumped, like this is gym class with Mr. Richards. And I had to go to their classroom. I walked in the door, and one kid looks at me and goes, yes, a real gym teacher. <laughs> so apparently, I may not be a real teacher, but at least to some, I'm a real gym teacher. But anyway, so all joking aside, I hope these little anecdotes help to illustrate the point that perceptions are not always the same as reality. And God lovingly, patiently invites us to seek and to experience the reality of Jesus. The real Jesus is risen. Let's go back to our text in John chapter 20. 
And in this passage, Mary Magdalene is the first person to go to the tomb. She goes early in the morning while it's still dark. And some commentaries actually think that this might be symbolic of spiritual darkness. And in his gospel, John uses the image of light throughout his gospel. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And Mary goes to the tomb while it's still dark. And what does she find? She sees that the stone has been removed from the entrance. The tomb is empty. Jesus is not there. And this is the reality of the message of Easter, that the tomb is empty, and Jesus is not dead. He is alive. But Mary thinks something else has happened. Her perception at this point is not accurate. She thinks that, that someone has taken the body. So she goes, she goes running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, and she says, they've taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. Now, this other disciple is not specifically named. And rather than speculate about his identity, I will refer to him as the beloved disciple. Because it says in verse 2 that the other disciple was the one whom Jesus loved. The one Jesus loved. And can we this morning, can we put ourselves in that place and realize that we are the one that Jesus loves. You are the one that Jesus loves. The events of that morning, 2,000 years ago, they matter. They're relevant to us today. The choice to believe that Jesus is alive and the choice to receive him, to welcome him into your life has utmost significance, both for this life and for eternity. In Revelation 3.20, we read, Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. And we have this wonderful image of Jesus knocking knocking at the door to your heart. Will you let him in? Will you let him in this morning? We read in this scripture that Peter and the beloved disciple go into the tomb. They physically go into the empty tomb. They want to find out what has happened. And this reminds me that there are times when we have questions we wonder what is happening. We don't know and we're searching for answers. And it also reminds me, 
not to get stuck outside the tomb. Sometimes we need to move forward as we seek to understand. Sometimes the only way to find the answer is to move forward in faith. Just take that one step forward. And Peter goes in first, and he sees the strips of linen that have been wrapped around the body of Jesus. And he sees the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. And then the beloved disciple also goes into the tomb. It explains in verse 9 that they still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. They still did not understand. Yet they're faced with the reality in front of them, the reality that the tomb is empty. Jesus is not there. He's not in the tomb. What a powerful moment. The beloved disciple is inside the tomb. He's looking around. And he's faced with the truth that this tomb is empty. And this is just my thought, but you know that place in some movies where the character, they're about to discover something vitally important, something that's of extreme significance, and then there's this series of flashbacks that happen, of events in the past, and they're played, and there's usually a great soundtrack underneath it, and then suddenly, it just all makes sense. It just all comes together. And I wonder if that's what happened to the beloved disciple on that morning. I don't know. I don't know if the beloved disciple replayed events in his mind, but I'm wondering, what was he thinking? Was his faith at this point fully formed, or would it develop more later? What was happening for him in that empty tomb? Was he remembering the miraculous signs that Jesus had performed? Was he remembering that Jesus had predicted his own death? Perhaps he remembered the love of Jesus, the actions of a humble servant who washed the feet of others. And three days earlier, there was the reality of Jesus dying on a Roman cross. We don't exactly know, but the passage does say he saw and believed. He saw and believed in an empty tomb. He saw and believed. And I know for me that I'm able to look back on my life and remember those places where God has been faithful, where God intervened and changed circumstances, where God revealed himself. And although I cannot actually physically see Jesus, I can say that it just makes sense. And with faith, I can declare, I see and believe 
I see and believe that Jesus is alive. Jesus, you are alive and I love you. The real Jesus is risen and the real Jesus reaches out. Let's now look at what happened for Mary. We have this description of her standing outside the tomb, crying, and she looks into the tomb and she sees two angels. And they ask her, why are you crying? She says, they have taken my Lord away and I don't know where they have put him. We can sense the heartbreak, the desperation, the longing. Then Mary turns and she sees Jesus, but she doesn't realize that it is Jesus. Again, her perception does not match the reality. But Jesus has come. He has come to her personally, and he's reaching out. But first he asks her, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? And I don't know if it's just me, but this is almost humorous, this situation. Like, Jesus is right there. It's humorous if it wasn't so emotionally moving, so poignant. He's right there, and she doesn't see him. And does this happen to us? I know there's been times. Jesus is right there, and I don't even see him. But he's right there. It doesn't matter that we don't see him. He is right there. And Mary thinks Jesus is the gardener. And I say this respectfully, and I'm not knocking gardeners for sure, but do we sometimes think that Jesus is, is just the gardener? And I mean, do we sometimes limit our view of him? What would it look like if we lived each and every day understanding that Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, that his name is above every other name, that he is the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Wouldn't that change everything? And we see how kind, how gentle Jesus is. Mary, he says to her. He calls Mary by name. And he calls each of us by name. He calls you by name. He reaches out. He loves you. The real Jesus is relational. The Christian faith is a relationship with Jesus, not a set of rules. It's a relationship, not rules. And perhaps your experience has been different. 
Perhaps you've been hurt in the past. Perhaps you've been criticized and condemned instead of being loved and valued. And I'm sorry, I'm truly sorry if that's been your experience. But that's not Jesus. That's not Jesus at all. Jesus is reaching out to help you, to heal you. Jesus loves you. Jesus calls you by name, and he wants you to be part of God's family. Jesus values you. You are a priceless treasure. That is your true identity. You are valued and loved by Jesus. Let us all experience this afresh. We are valued and loved by Jesus, by the King of Kings. Let's stand together this morning, and I'd like to ask the prayer team to come forward and the music team to come forward. Now, things changed for Mary that day. Just like things can change for us. Because after Jesus called her by name, she recognized him. She saw him. And she went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord. And may that be true in our lives may we be able to declare with confidence, we have seen the Lord. Jesus is alive. We're going to sing together, and we'll start with the chorus of Jesus. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, or download our mobile app for more content. If you're in the area, we hope to see you soon. Until next time, may the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you as you live by His Spirit.